Welcome to the Gatecast and our journey to the Pegasus Galaxy and the City of the Ancients, Atlantis. Hello, good evening and welcome to Gatecast episode 293. And we have a guest. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, my name is Tim. Welcome to the show, Tim. Yay! Unexpected way to spend the evening. I just tweeted that we're going to record Broken Ties, Season 5, Episode 3 of Stargate Atlantis, and Tim mentioned that he hadn't seen this episode for a while, and I asked him if he'd join us, and he said yes. It is that simple if you want to be on the show. We are not foresee. Nope. In fact, we're basically desperate. I won't go that far. I would. I am. <laughs> we're running out of episodes. What am I going to bloody do when this is finished? Well, you only spend about an hour a week on it. What are you on about? It's an important... I don't have much time. Anyway, welcome to the show, Tim. I don't know Tim personally, but I have been listening to his own podcast and another podcast he's often on. Uh, would you like to give them a pimpage? I certainly will. Okay, I do a podcast with my good friend Stacey. We do a podcast called Uncharted Territories, which is basically her and me once a week chat randomness in theory about a specific science fiction episode or film that we've decided to watch for a week and you know a good half of the episode we actually talk about what we're supposed to be talking about (laughs) yeah we know that (laughs) and i also guest on partial nerdity which is literally just a group of us tend to play silly games and lately it's just descended into us chatting absolute rubbish basically A little bit more for more mature audiences, partial nerdities. Are we talking Sean level or No. No. Just a bit more colourful language. Okay, so basically less editing. Just make life easier. (laughs) I mean I'll put it this way, do you have a mature tag on iTunes? I would assume so, because I I, most of all this thing I do through Podbean, so I would imagine we're flagged as mature. Well some people voluntarily flag as mature. Some people are flagged as mature, some people have matureness thrust upon them. I like to think uh, that up and alarms start going off. <laughs> <laughs> Almost like parental radar goes off when little Johnny is looking at your iTunes listing. I say I've been listening to Partial Nerdity for quite a while. I think uh, then Uncharted Territories came along. Before you know it, you're looking at your podcast playlist and thinking, I just haven't got enough time to listen to everything. <laughs> well, I suppose that would be a theoretical advantage of my potential two-hour-each-way commute. If I don't find somewhere to live, I'd have plenty of time to listen to podcasts. You see, started off as a brief digression and it just kept going. <laughs> I sometimes need reining in. I think I have heard you, Tim, on something I've listened to, because your voice sounds horribly familiar. <laughs> Nice. I watched it recently at this World Convention, so I've even had an idea for doing a Lank Park version. I just need to find some people willing to try and sing the bits. I can probably manage the lyrics, scarily enough. Especially since the plan is to do it for the next Irish Convention, which is in 2017. Gives you plenty of time then. Yeah, I probably have to have draft songs for January. Yeah, it'll happen around four o'clock-ish. Definitely before five or six, depending. Unless something else overruns. That sounds remarkably like scheduling this podcast. Was that a dig, Michael? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not a free and flexible student anymore. I have <laughs> commitments and Lewis's. You have to work for a living. Yes. So I only really started getting into any sort of podcast around sort of February, March time when I actually started doing Partial Nerdity with a few people. And then from sort of there on, I just sort of started seeking people out. And I found a Stargate one and I was like, oh, yay. We have a loyal listener. He said he, he found a Stargate one. That doesn't mean it was ours. Trying to take a positive spin on these things, love of God. Worry not, for you. How to continue a television series after a major actor has left the cast. Part 1. The Quatermass Method. Simply recast a new actor in the original role. Hope that no one notices that a familiar character now looks completely different. This was also famously used in the James Bond films. For more about British science fiction television, listen to the British Invaders podcast at www.britishinvaders.com. Right then, we are going to be watching Broken Ties. We are all watching the uh, Region 2 
DVD version of the episode, a runtime of 41 minutes 44 seconds. We are staring at a black screen. The counter is at zero. If you are going to watch and listen along, all you have to do is wait for Alan to do a 3 to 1, and when he says click, you press play. Okay, Tim, as the guest, you have the language of choice, assuming I know it. I think we should be daring and go in English. Gasp. Okay. Three, two, one. Clicky. Previously on Stargate Atlantis. Orokai. Yeah, it sounds like Orokai. It does. Ah, oh, they were his brothers and sisters from Satida in Reunion. You want to hit a race lap? Yes. It was a betrayal. Action-packed episode. Lots of good guest stars, but as I said, twisting the tail. Oh, oh, thank God it's you three. The race worshippers. That sort of major issue for Carter on the job and as the boss. Well, that's it. Ronan really didn't take to her very well. <laughs> Ronan takes a while to warm up to anyone. That is true, yeah. Hmm, nice. lovely Canadian woodland. Yes. It never gets old. Not much, I'm afraid. Well, no, that's because they keep chopping it down. <laughs> he wasn't allowed to return from the mainland. How's he liking life in the big city? Well, he's happy to be reunited with Torin and I, but he's having difficulty adjusting to life in Atlantis. <laughs> Yeah, I hear the shower scared him. This just seems rather dressed up this week. Mm. <laughs> it must be chilly out. <laughs> uh-huh. It's difficult for Kanan. And that fruit and vegetables that Ronan's carrying is well bruised. <laughs> Presumably he's not got the fragile stuff. No. <laughs> well, surely, what the hell is fragile about a pineapple? It's got spikes on. Ah, but this could be weird alien pineapple. You never... Yes. Ah, you're no fun. <laughs> hey, hey. I'm not sure I'd want to know what Ronan's idea of fun is. Hey! Oh! Oh! oh. <laughs> Surprise! I got a bit. He takes a lot to get taken down, doesn't he? Aha! Did she not have a weapon? Well, she was carrying the basket, wasn't she? She had plenty of time. I'm going to say, strangely enough, we've also seen that shot before, you know, face on with the Zack gun. Works pretty good. Right then, Broken Ties, Season 5, Episode 3 of Stargate Atlantis, Gatecast Episode 293. This episode premiered in the US July the 25th, 2008. We got it in the UK September the 2nd. Can- can- Canada. Canada got it July the 28th. Sweden October the 10th. Germany August the 19th, 2009. And our friends in Australia February the 5th, 2010. We only got three series with episodes of the same name, Sweet Justice, Survivor and Discontinue. But this episode was written by the dynamic duo of Paul Mully and Joseph Malozzi and directed by Ken Girotti. Oh dear me, finished early again. Close of credits and we are back. The Daedalus confirms the results of your preliminary search. There's no sign of Ronan's subcutaneous transmitter anywhere on that planet. That means he's still alive. Oh, lovely conference table. They're going to make the most of this, aren't they? It's the first time I've not was a pretty sequence. Oh, he's from uh, the premiere this season. Yeah. I don't mean to sound overly negative, but from what I've heard, his mind is seriously warped. Isn't Robert a fun-loving guy? I was never that comfortable with Wolsey as the boss. No. I don't know if it's Wolsey's, if it's so much the fact that it's Wolsey, or if it's I just don't like the fact that I just about got used to Carter in charge. And then all of a sudden... Are you actually suggesting that something Carter did or said could possibly be wrong? Just, I struggled with Carter as the boss, in much the same way I struggled with O'Neill as boss. Yeah, because uh. they should be in the field, shouldn't they? And then I just about sort of got used to it. And then, oh, we're, changing it, we're mixing it up again. Mm. There's only one way to find out. <clears throat> oh, this must have hurt John. Having to ask permission. Mr. Woolsey, permission to go off-world. Only if you bring me back a present. And a good one at that. You have a go. Great. Oh, and Taylor, will you be accompanying Colonel Shepard and Dr. McKay? I only ask because I've yet to receive your formal request to return to active duty. Of course you'll be returning, right? I've yet to make a decision about my future with the team. Oh. Well, okay. <laughs> However, I would still like to accompany Colonel Shepard and Dr. McKay to Belkin. Of course. But it was worth it, because, as I mentioned in the previous episode, they get to play with Wolsey and the doors to the conference room. Mm-hmm. Oh, dear. 
she has got a nipper to look after. Yeah. You know, there should be some maternity leave. I'm glad you said nipper because I really thought you were about to say something else. Okay. <laughs> when I heard the first half of the word. Here we go. <laughs> oh, for pity's sake. They've programmed the sensors not to detect him. Trapped. Let me out. The thing is, we've all done it with automatic doors. <laughs> yeah. There. And you get closer and closer and they're not opening and you go, hey, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're uncomfortable already because Wolvesy's not comfortable with the role of himself. Yeah, maybe. You know I wouldn't hurt her. Do I? I accept the fact that you no longer trust me. But I'm hoping that will change in time. That is a, a serious-looking pitchfork on the wall. Yeah, and that's a seriously-looking dark lit. Yeah, you wouldn't be surprised to know that this is the village set once again. The actual tavern, tavern building, redressed. If you had just listened to reason, things could have been different. Our and Rakai would still be alive. And we'd all be working together again. As Wraith worshippers and traitors to the memory institute. Tyree, Mark Dukokas, born in Hawaii. Mm. Skilled martial arts fighter. He's been in Y Five O, Mortal Kombat, uh, The Crow, Stay Away to Heaven, of course. If you dig out the DVD or the Blu-ray, you'll also find some behind-the-scenes footage of uh, the stunt work and the fighting scenes. Mm. I don't think I'm giving anything away to let, let you know that there will be a lot of fighting. Just in time, you know. Listen to what you have to say. <laughs> yeah, like that's gonna happen. He's looking like he had a rough night. <laughs> or after you try to beat me unconscious. I don't know. You choose. Or I could just surprise you. I don't doubt it. Ooh. Oh dear. No, oh, not good at all. Well, if, if we remember from Ford's time, you know, when the wraith feed on you, they inject an enzyme, and that is... Addictive. Addictive, yeah. I still remember Rodney on the enzyme. <laughs> that was fun. You remember Sarif Seward, don't you? Yeah, you almost died on that run. We both nearly died because you refused to leave me behind. Mind you, any time you take Rodney out of his comfort zone, it's usually it's usually good entertainment value. Too right. You can always rely on Rodney to ham it up big time. What the hell? Today, I return the favour. You can see on the map painting the village has walls, and when you actually go on the set, you can actually see the walls in the background. Nice touch. Solon, Sintra. Mm. Go away. Can't you see I'm trying to sleep? Solon is played by Sean Campbell. He's been in Fringe, Once Upon a Time, Caprica, Supernatural. Rather large resume. One of the actors that seems to turn up in everything. Like Ryan Robbins at the moment. I might re-watch Fringe. I'm assuming it's on one of my Netflixes. Got the uh, Blu-ray box set. Excellent stuff. Yeah, I'm trying to avoid the temptation to buy things. Stop tempting me to buy things. <laughs> you have to understand that I have weak impulse control, Tim. That's all right. I'm, I'm familiar with that problem myself. Yeah, well, when you tend to switch countries every two or three years, it'd be difficult to obtain a Blu-ray collection. So I have to avoid watching new things on TV, because I invariably like it, and that means I then have to buy it when it comes out. <laughs> In order that they will make more of it. Exactly. Yeah, that's why I'm looking forward to the January sales. I could pick up the Flash Blu-ray. I still haven't seen any of season two. There's always a choice. He could have chosen death like a true Satita. Any idea where we could find him? If I knew that, he'd already be dead. This is rather a, a slow-paced conversation, considering this episode ran about six minutes over and they had to <laughs> chop out all sorts of stuff. That dragged a bit, and you didn't really get that much information out of it. You think he could have at least offered them a drink? <laughs> yes. Yeah. At the very least. Mm, yeah, I don't think so. Mm. Now, if you want to dig out the commentary for this episode, Joseph Malozzi and Jason Momoa. His first commentary recorded on the final day of shooting Atlantis. Mm. And you know the terrible thing about it? They were on about doing the movie next. Oh. I know. Ah, what could have been? It makes you realise how abrupt the cancellation must have been. They knew the show had been cancelled, you know, because we are talking about Stargate Universe being produced. Mm -hmm. But at that time, they still had the promise of the, the movie. It's not so much what they did to me as what they aren't doing to me. Keeping me alive. Reverse feeding, whatever the hell it's called. It's hard to describe. The sense of euphoria it offers is... <laughs> yep, Tari is at the mercy of his addiction to the Wraith enzyme, as we saw with uh, Aidan Ford. It was a gift. 
one that was denied me after I allowed you and your friends to escape us. Hey, free me. I'll get you some help. I promise. Help is already on the way. For both of us. What does that mean? My guess, something not good for Ronan. What the hell did you do? Hello. Hello. A different raid. How unusual. Have saved us. Oh, I thought the eyes of an addict. Oh, a smug wraith. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't go against type at all. Ronan Dex. I looked forward to the day when you would finally serve me. Oh, then, I'm gonna feel real bad disappointing you. Oh, I'm sure you'll try. But in the end, you'll come around. This wraith is played by Tyler McClendon, a Canadian actor. He's having a quick snack. They wanted to cast another actor basically because they were using the regulars a bit too often. I suppose we can draw comfort from the fact that he is a proven survivor. He defied the odds for many years as a runner. Yes, he did. Maybe he got soft. He probably did, yeah. How can I help you? I wanted to apologize for not having come to you sooner with a decision regarding my position on the Colonel's team. Take whatever time you need. If necessary... He's redecorating the office a bit more bland. No personal pictures like Carter had. Mr. Woolsey, do you have children? Uh, no. But I did have a Yorkie for many years. (laughs) Yeah, the Yorkie. So, small dog. Ah. But my wife got him in the divorce. Yeah, children, <laughs> Yorkies, they're about the same. They're similar, surely. <laughs> and he, he lost it in the divorce. <laughs> At some point, they're about the same size. I love the dog. Didn't like the wife so much, but I love that dog. <laughs> then, with all due respect, you may not understand how difficult this is for me. You're a fool, Woolsey. For most of my life, I never imagined the possibility of leaving my people. Not even for a moment. And then... Circumstances changed. And after realizing a far more important role on Colonel Shepard's team, I never imagined the day would come when I would have to let it go. And now here that day is. Oh, the diplomas are going up. I noticed that they don't actually hammer nails into the wall. I'm not sure they can. (laughs) Yeah, they went through no end of nails and hammers, but it just wouldn't work. I assume that's glued to the wall. But if they were failing that, there's someone to have a serious conversation. Look, this city is thousands of years old. We can't just, within years of taking residence, start making holes in it. Yeah. You are not putting up any drywall, and those bead curtains will have to go. And if you put anything on the tables, for God's sake, use posters. <laughs> yeah, wipe your feet when you come through the Stargate. I think it survived this long and it's been underwater. Now, that's the outside of the city. Mm. And it was shielded. As we saw when John would climb in the main tower, it looked like made out of prefab concrete anyway. Space concrete. Yeah, put space in front of anything and it works. I was going to say, your slight verbal slip up at the start, was that was that the country Canaan was from? Yeah, it could have been. Canaan had that. Oh, dear. Oh, oh, dear. That is a nice effect, though. Yeah. Very subtle, but very nice. How does it feel to have your life stolen? To be pushed so close to the darkness, only to be pulled back from the brick. From what I understand, it's a magnificent sensation. To be honest, I felt that. Defy me all you want. Your fellow Centedans were no different. Like them, you will eventually submit. (laughs) Was it good for you? I say, uh, you probably get a dose of the enzyme when the life force is dragged out and then gets it all dumped back into him again. That gives you that rush, and that's where the addiction comes from. Mm. See, I think that was good, though, because they could have done the whole wraith enzyme addiction thing to death. That's a lot of food. But you know something's wrong if Rodney walked past the food. Mm-hmm. Alarm bells should be going up. The cooks and the chefs should be slitting their wrists. He didn't eat. He didn't eat. I tried everything. Pacing, snacking, bathing. Bathing. Yeah. Like Archimedes. You mean the Greek scientist who had a crush on Taylor? No, like the Greek mathematician who came up with the Archimedes principle. It's the physical laws of buoyancy. According to legend, the idea came to him when he was sitting in the bath. So. Yeah, Joseph, why you wrote this bit, I'm not quite sure. <laughs> Where did you drag this bit out? 
I mean, he was not thinking about the problem, and the solution, as it turns out, was right in front of him all along. You think we've overlooked something? I don't know. Maybe. Look, all I know is I was up all night going over it, and I'm drawing a blank. So, look, I, I could use a fresh perspective. I'm not taking a bath with you. Well, it's just over what we know. According to Solon, tires on the run. And we can assume he's operating alone because if he had backup, they would have been in on the ambush. Right. Okay, logical, John. So, where would someone like that go? It's a big galaxy. Yeah. 200 uninhabited planets that would be perfect. Where do you want to start? Yeah, exactly. And good old Major Lorne. He's got a message from Ronan's buddy Solon. He hears that Tyre and Ronan are holed up on a planet called Serif Sur. Isn't that a font? Well done. We knew you kept me around for a reason. Give up. Give up. There's no point in holding on. You just put it off the inevitable. Some very good close-up work here, though. Yeah. Jason said this was the hardest scene he's, he actually ever had to film on the show. He was very, very pleased with how this episode turned yeah. out, even with all the cut stuff. Yeah. He said, not many men actually make him cry. Ken, the director, got it out of him this time. By offering me up a sacrifice. Oh. No. You're not the man I was my life. You are a traitor to the memory of our people. You have no honor. I know. No patience these days. Things are progressing too slowly. I have other matters to attend to. We can continue this process back at the lab. And when will I receive my reward? Your reward. Ooh. I don't know if you noticed, Jason hasn't got the weave in. That is actually a wig he's wearing at the moment. Huh. Did I? You promised! Oh, I thought we were going to kill him then. I'm afraid I'm going to have to disappoint. Since your usefulness has come to an end. Oh. <laughs> nice piece of werewolf. Yeah. It's unusually slow resolution of the wormhole, isn't it? We'll get him. See that you do, Colonel. It's unusually slow resolution of the wormhole, isn't it? See that you do? <laughs> Not exactly inspiring, is it? Well, his man management isn't anything to brag about. My neither is mine, that's why I don't have staff. Nothing. So we were wrong. It has been known to happen. Hey, I always said this was a long shot. Colonel, this is Lauren. We've got something. I knew it. Oh, Rodney, come on. Uh, this looks like a, a long abandoned village. Yeah. In fact, it looks... We haven't actually seen Whispers yet, but <laughs> it looks the same village to me. Well, the Wraith left him alive. Put him on some hay. <laughs> Make him comfortable. Nice gesture. Yeah. See, they're not nice all bad. <laughs> I do like the look of Atlantis. Yeah. They made a good point of making it look very distinctive compared to SG-1. I think every director that's done both shows basically said, you know, you're filming in the SEC, it's just concrete wall after concrete wall. Atlantis has got the character, and when you really want to spice things up, you put a, an aquarium <laughs> in one of the columns. And ran some tests. After giving him a drug that blocks opioid receptors, I noticed a drop in dopamine levels here a central link in the brain's reward circuit. Probably should be thankful Carson's not there. He started experimenting on <laughs> Yeah, he was fond of the experimenting, wasn't he? <laughs> we, we mentioned Carson's vague adherence to Hippocratic Oath. More of a guideline than a rule. Indeed. What do you do to save him, Doc? Right now, he's our only lead. If he dies, our chances of finding Ronan go with him. Of course, but it could be days before he's coherent enough to tell us anything. John, why wasn't I informed about the mission to rescue Ronan? She's mad at you. <laughs> the new mother is mad at you, John. We'll make our excuses. <laughs> yeah. She's not angry with us. And I have to say, she looks mad. <laughs> well, they're, they're probably telling her that, you know, you shouldn't be in the show so much. You know, you're always going to be behind the scenes looking after your kid. I've seen that expression on many female friends of mine. <laughs> I cannot give you the option every time we're going off world. This is not an easy decision for me. You think you're the only one feeling pressure? I've got Wolsey pushing me hard to find a replacement for you. What did you tell him? I 
I told him that I wasn't going to do anything until I talked to you. Now, if you want to join the team, great. I'll call Wolsey. I'll make it happen. But if you want to spend time with your son, I understand. I do. I really do. Oh, no, you don't. That is so misogynist. You know, make it like, make it horrible. Either she's on active duty or she isn't. If she wants six months off maternity leave, say so and you've got it. Hmm. The procedure can be very taxing. You've been unconscious for the better part of a day. You're wasting your time. Very arachnid. I'll die before I turn. It's like Marika and Emmy. <laughs> I'm afraid you're mistaken. Your friends didn't die because they were strong. They died because they were too weak to withstand the process. Their minds and bodies eventually shut down under the strain. But you... <laughs> A Ray chuckling. Yeah. Only Todd should be able to chuckle. And it is your strength that will prove your undoing. Oh, that's a bit worrying. Mm-hmm. Ah. You got the feeling that Ronan's going to be his uh, masterpiece. He broke through his restraints this morning and injured two guards, so I thought it would be best to put him in isolation. At least this way, if he breaks free again, he won't be in immediate danger to anyone. How long is it going to take him to go through this? To be honest, I'm not even sure he will. Please! You're killing me! Can't you give him something for the pain? Sedatives will make him more comfortable, but they'll also slow down his recovery. I want this to go as quick as possible. No sedatives. Although I always imagine that this would be soundproof. Yeah. It's only soundproof when the drama requires it to be soundproof. Ah, of course. It's like white stars move at the speed of plot. Ah, uh, good old speed of plot. <laughs> <laughs> like that they move exactly as fast or as slow as they need to mm-hmm. well the speed of plot thing is a direct quote from JMS yep he doesn't look good at all does he and it's the dissolve from one to the other is that screaming anymore no he's uh, getting the high the race looks pleased yeah ominous music as well mm-hmm. with nice choral sounds a bit Star Warsy. This is well shot. Was this up for an Emmy? I don't believe so. I don't think I recall reading anything about it. Didn't get any awards for cinematography. I'm kind of surprised. And... Nothing is listed. Yeah. He's got a bit of colour back, or at least his eyes aren't so... Uh... Red. Ah. Uh, He's already sleeping. The son of Taylor, who's still played by a little girl. Mm-hmm. That young actress has got more credits than many actors have been in this show. Perhaps he senses your anxiety. And they commented in the commentary about Canaan's very hairy uh, sweater. Uh, yeah. In hindsight, it looks a bit out of place. It does look rather... Well, maybe it's meant to look homemade. Could be. You know, yak wool or something. Yeah. They have, they normally go for the leather look. It was just casual Athosian. I thought so. How can I return to the team with the knowledge that every time I step through the gate, there is a chance that I might not come back? That given the dangers, there's a possibility that our son will grow up without a mother. Nearly grew up without a father, come on, mm. let's be honest. That cradle does not look comfortable. Well, he should speak up then. I don't know if he's a very modern man or he's seriously whipped. Well, he was a slave. Not anymore, though. He was subjugated. Maybe it's, just, it's left mental scars. Uh, it'd be interesting to know who did the wooing in this relationship. Oh, I think Taylor's a bit like my niece. Basically went up to significant other and said, you're going out with me. And he's like, please don't hurt me. Just promise me you'll be careful out there. He's been awake and lucid for about ten minutes now. What do you say? Only that he wanted to talk to you. I know where they've taken Ronan. Okay, that, that was a pretty easy interrogation. I'll lead you right into the heart of the facility. Well, you're still recovering. Dr. Keller told me there were no longer any traces of the Wraith enzyme in my system. That's not the point. Colonel, please. Let me help you get Ronan back. Yeah, I'm an addict. Take me to the source of my drug. I'm recovered. <laughs> Honest. It's not like I'll try and screw you over at the first opportunity. No, never. Ooh. So this could come from Game of Thrones or Conan. Yeah. Take your pick. <laughs> No sympathy for the fallen, and no mercy to your enemies. Our enemies. 
lances. There you are. <laughs> a sword as well. Granted, it looks a little plasticky, but I'll let it go. Yeah, there's no real weight to it. It's a sword. Well, you've got to give him a plastic sword first, just to make sure he is actually turned. <laughs> yeah, just in case. Oh, show off. Come on. I've always felt with the sword, they were definitely giving a nod to Cal Drogo. Not Drogo, Farscape. You know the guy I mean. Both yeah, with um, Dargo's quarter blade. Dargo, thank you. That's why I got mixed up with Drogo. It's an easy dyslexic mistake to make. Okay. I think as much as he'd like us to believe it, this is not about regaining some lost honor or some satin revenge thing. Pure and simple, this is about a desperate guy who is willing to do anything to help his buddy. And how can you be so certain of that, Colonel? Because I've been there. Now, these are having a heart-to-heart conversation mm -hmm. somewhere in the city. Location unknown. But Taylor just happens to walk by. With the child, yes. Major Lawrence team will be accompanying you. What is it? What's happening? We know where Ronan is. I'm coming with you. Gear up. Uh, uh, Taylor, this is exactly the kind of decision we were discussing. I was just about to meet Kanan in the cafeteria. Would you please explain to him the situation? Please. All right. <laughs> the whole setup is for this one little joke. Well, well, well. Who have we here? Cafeteria. Cafeteria. I'm not sure it works. Oh, no, 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 you really don't want to do that. <laughs> that reminds me of, there's an expression, there's a photograph which exists of me holding my immediately older brother's firstborn when he was about a day and a half old, and I look utterly terrified. People don't hand me babies. What is this place? You were looking for a target area that would maximize the effects of your explosives. Well, this is it. The facility's power relay chamber. Okay. Well, he has had the training. We've said this before. The Wraith drones have gotten weaker as each season's gone by. That's a nice throw with a knife. It does get to the point, though, with the Wraith soldiers, that they're getting to the point where they're making the Jafar look good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Jafar who marched blindly past. Yeah, clap, clap, clap. With apparently no peripheral vision. That was Jafar. When the Jafar still had the funky helmets, mm -hmm. they were okay. Yeah, they couldn't sneak up on you. I don't know. I mean, Doctor Who tried that with one of the Christmas specials. Some Cyberman sneaked up on them. And they said, what did you do? Put your legs on stealth. <laughs> Was that the right equivalent of a ring? Yes. It's actually nice to see they've taken a few extra marines with them. Yeah. Opposed to the sort of the SG-1 standard. One extra team. We'll leave one at the gate and we'll handle it. We were beginning to wonder if you'd ever show up. You're at a disadvantage. You can attempt an escape, but you'll have to sacrifice your friend's life to do so. Well, get out of the way. I can't do that. Ronan, step aside. His life wouldn't be the only one forfeit. Tire. And they were having a moment where Teok was turned by... Oh dear. Walked into this one. Take them away. Ronan, what's happening here? Ronan! And that was Jason's idea to punch him. Didn't quite get the timing right. No, the only stunners here are Wraith Gary. Which does seem to be a major sort of, you know, duh moment. You would have thought, let's give the expedition a lot of that. Useful yeah. toys. I assume this is a prize worthy of reward? Welcome back. So, is this a surprise or not? First, you're sudden but inevitable betrayal. <laughs> oh, come on, I'm just happy that I got a chance to have fire before I go in there. Well, you know, on the bright side, at least we'll never have to go back to Atlantis and hear Woolsey say, I told you so. Yeah, he's gonna lose his head. <laughs> right then, Taylor, was this a good idea or not? Survey says. <laughs> <laughs> Free Lauren and his team from wherever they're being held to get back to the jumper, which is probably being disassembled as we speak and write. Of course, we've got to rescue Ronan, who I don't know if you happen to notice or not, isn't quite himself. We're going to get Ronan, and we're going to go back to Atlantis. And even if we do, then what, huh? I mean... It's a very different race to Todd. Todd's a big game thinker. Yeah, this guy's like... Basically, Todd is the one who plans a banquet. This guy's just interested in snack food. Of course. Look upon these three and no misery. 
They are in a rape mess at the moment. Taylor, not happy. You waste a huge opportunity by killing them. They have no use to me beyond the information they can provide. You underestimate their value. Is it their value I underestimate or your loyalty I overestimate? Ronan's right. They're much more useful to you alive and cooperative. They just need some convincing. All right, I got it. We tell them we have some vital information that we're willing to give up, but we will only share it with Ronan. So they send Ronan, he shows up, we appeal to him. I mean, the, the part of him that, that's still him. Well, I can only think of three things wrong with that plan, but go on. That's a terrible plan, Rodney, because it was Ronan that betrayed you. He's only been brainwashed a couple of days, so therefore it hasn't taken yet. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. We can hold him down and tickle him. But, um, you know, we could uh, take advantage of that moment of uncertainty and... and, and, and... Or we can wait for him to let us out. You've been summoned. You want to uh, go with the plane one more time? No, no, I, I think I'm good. Guess it's my turn for the sales pitch, huh? <laughs> yeah, he's good. I like the plan. I don't know what Taylor's thinking there. There's only one drone. I mean, there were three of them. They could have overpowered him. Wait, we need to get something. Yes, this is. There was a feeling that the place would be better if there were more lights. So many places to hide in the high facility. Yeah, mm. a, bit, a bit of overhead lighting. Yeah. There is overhead lighting on the right. <laughs> Who's been a naughty boy then? Neil. It would be really creepy and unexpected as if you knelt instead. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he's not. He's not laughing. Is he? uh, on your knees. Not. <sighs> All right. I'll try to make it work. I appreciate your defiance. Ronan, I, I really need you to snap out of it about now. It will make turning you all the more enjoyable. I'm not honestly sure if John could take the punishment. He's been through a lot, but he's no Ronan. Okay, close up of Ronan, something's gonna happen. Oh! Oh! And here we go. Big choreographed fight scene, which was uh, done by Bam Bam. And the subject of Bam Bam. John's certainly done all like that. Again, yeah, they're being taken down by a 9mm fight. Oh, that mm. has to hurt. <laughs> That's gonna leave a mark. Taylor. Okay, how'd you get out? Tire freed us. Let's go. Okay, okay. Yeah, the wonderful fight scene had to be chopped up simply because the episode was overrunning. And Bam Bam, like I said, he was a realist. He knows that, you know, he serves the producers and the writers. Disappointed to put so much work into it. Don't seem to have an awful lot of bullets in them. Reloads when you're not watching. Yeah, but no. Again, it seems slightly odd to cut the fight when you had the tavern scene that was sort of crawling along. Yeah. And to be honest, canteen scene with John and McKay, you could have trimmed a little. Yeah, the whole bathtub explanation. I mean, shooting's improved a lot. My guys are holding them off, but not for much longer. Give me a minute. Tell him to back off. My life will be a small price to pay for the lives of you and your team. Come on, the Wraith are a little bit more selfish than that. He's not serving a queen or anything. Is that a small enough price as well? You lie. I told them where to hide the charges for maximum effect. Enough explosives to destroy this place and all its research. Any advantage your hive may hold over its rivals will be gone with the push of a button. And this was something Jason said in the commentary. Mark there, his face should be busted open the way he was hammering into him. Uh-huh. Missing teeth, broken nose, all sorts. Yeah, he should be a bit more immobile, wouldn't he? Yeah. When Ronan's really pummeling you like that. I see their aim has degenerated to that the Jafar as well. <laughs> What's to stop you from triggering the explosives from a safe distance? My presence here. Kill the humans. <laughs> Long live the hive. You let them go. I'll remain behind. Tire. Once they've reached the gate, I'll trade you this device for my freedom. 
or we all die together. I've got to be impressed that uh, Tyree is still walking around considering his guts got sliced open. Let them go! Mm. Live alone or die together, to this quote? Of course, this suggestion works because for however long this Wraith has known Tyre, he's always put his own survival ahead of anything else. So why not now? Be right behind you. Handing over the sword, you know, kind of a rather significant moment. You have to say hand, didn't you? It's almost as if he's not coming back. No, he shouldn't have to speak. I thought they were in mental communion with the drones. Maybe the drones are a bit flow. Does he reattach his hand or what? Interesting question. Can they uh, regenerate? Hmm. Wasn't that the feeding hand? Gonna make it kind of tricky. Yeah, it was. Stumpy. <laughs> you turned your back on an incredible gift. Actually, you turned your back on me first. And I thank you for it. We're clear. You are not beyond forgiveness. It's not too late for you. Okay, it's a bit late to bargain with him now. For both of us. He's not exactly yes, begging for his life. See, that's what he was going to say that. Bye bye. They weren't really clear, were they? No, not exactly. Not bad, anyway. What kind of a time frame for recovery are we looking at? It's impossible to predict. He has so much of the enzyme running through him that his body can hardly process it. When it eventually does, that's when he'll come down. And he'll come down hard. I'm going to talk to him. Jason managed to break two gurneys doing all his bouncing. It. Normally, you get strapped down to a gurney. You're, you're allowed to, you know, just go through the scene in a relaxed state of mind. Yeah, I think that is a relaxed state of mind for Jason. <laughs> I've seen him at Dragon Con. He basically turned up on stage already half pissed, carrying a wooden crate with 12 bottles of beer in it. Classy. Look at it. We're going to get you through this. Whatever you got planned, it's not going to work. You got a choice. You either kill me, or you let me go. And if you let me go, I promise I won't come after you or Lanneth. You tell Tyre I won't come after him either. Tyre's dead. He sacrificed himself taking out the Wraith Lab. You very rarely see Ronan like this. Yeah. He's almost... Why is John in the same room? He's strapped down, although he, he is sitting up. Not strapped down enough. Hell, will you just kill me or set me free? Shepard! You kill me or set me free! Shepard! See, you could probably tip the gurney up and be walking around with it still strapped to his back. Will that get through to him? No. <laughs> he does do crazed very well. Yeah. I think that's it. His eyes are so wide open. Normally they aren't. They're always hooded. You're going to be amazed. What kind of moose has he got in those braids? You think it'd have come and done by now? They actually went with a wig because the weave was hurting his scalp. But the wig ended up being heavier than the weave. <laughs> in fairness now, I can see why they cut the set, put the fight scene to have more of this. Yeah. You know, this is definitely worth keeping in. You know, this is why Jason likes episodes. Oh, yeah. Get some decent acting in it. As opposed to grunt, shoot, chop. <laughs> My first teacher, of course, hailed me as a natural. Big Russian woman, Polanski or Branski. Shepard. Uh, definitely a ski. Oh, God, that's far more torturous than drug withdrawal. <laughs> Having a ratty talk, yeah. Kill me. Kill me now. Please, please, <laughs> shut up. I pray for the sweet embrace of death. At least he didn't bring him a cactus. Yeah. Oh, he looks a bit better. <laughs> okay, let me find somebody for you. You, if you don't loosen these straps and give me something to eat. Hey, that is a good sign. That's a good sign. No, I still wouldn't do that. I'd get the doctor. Good lad. Maybe some men with guns, just to be on the safe side. Yeah. Well, physically he's still weak, but his blood work shows no traces of the enzyme in his system, so he should be back to his old self in no time. Probably three times as strong as most normal people. I think I'll head back to my quarters and change into something a little more relaxed. Good night. And here we go again. <laughs> it opens for everybody else. That's why you're waiting for someone else to approach. It's a conspiracy, I tell you. 
that's a nut. Is that a moonshot? No. And look at this. Taylor, come in. Oh. He slipped into something more comfortable. I thought you said you were changing into something more relaxed. A suit. <laughs> For me, this is more relaxed. Can I offer you a drink? No, thank you. It is probably less binding than a Atlantis jumpsuit and jacket. I'm requesting a return to active duty. I would like to resume my position on Colonel Shepard's team. You're sure this is what you want? Very much so. Well then, welcome back. Thank you, Mr. Wolsey. Good night. Good night. It looks like a fairly well-stocked wine cellar as well. Yeah. He's done all right for himself, hasn't he? His personal allowance. How did they survive a three-week trip on the Daedalus with military crew <laughs> around? Well, he didn't actually tell anybody. Dip- diplomatic baggage. <laughs> yeah, this is sealed. <laughs> Why is your sealed diplomatic baggage clinking? We've got some very different musical pieces in this episode. Yeah. Oh, we oh, we don't need to see that. No, we really don't. No, more foam, more foam. Why isn't that waterproof? Were they nervous about dropping that? <laughs> I mean, did they CG on the screen? Passing on the sword. Do you know how difficult those martial arts moves are with just one? What do you think doing two is going to do? <laughs> No, if I'd only had this one, I was fighting tilt. Probably the most difficult martial arts weapon to use is the nunchuck. I mean, trained people tend to hit themselves with the mutation. Well, that was quite a solemn way to end the episode, wasn't it? That was a bloody good episode. Right, we've got a bit of trivia about the director and the writers. Ken Girotti, he directed three episodes of SG-1 and a couple of episodes of Stargate Atlantis. He also directed Daredevil, Killjoys, Vikings, Orphan Black, Rescue Me and Read Genesis. Paul Mully, Joseph Malolci. 38 episodes of SG-1, 15 of Atlantis and 12 of Universe. And of course, Dark Matter, Transport to the Series and Delete. Very prolific writer-producer combination. That might actually top Vegas for me, because Vegas was going to get my vote, but I might vote for that one instead. Even at this early stage, Vegas is probably going to get my Season 5 vote. Vegas may very well get my Series vote. Well, I could this the Season 5 vote and give Vegas a Series vote. Although, Series vote, I'm still tempted by McKay and Mrs. Miller. Okay, that is at least a still another five, six months away. I'm not going to worry about that too much. Right, uh, can we wrap up relatively... Bigly, I think I still have people around. Okay then, folks, that was Broken Ties, Ronan-centric episode. Again, the third episode of the season that's been uh, remarked on before that. Jason seems to get episode three. Don't know why it happens. My guess is that after the first, maybe the second time, it became a thing. But well worth it. Very different. You got the big start to the season, the uh, conclusion to the big cliffhanger, mm. and then this rather quiet piece. But still not cheap. A lot of effects work. It looked very good. It did look a fantastic episode. As I say, nice to see a Ronan episode that isn't literally just Ronan kicking seven shades of proverbial out of someone. (laughs) Yeah. Not that he doesn't do that very well, because he does. (laughs) I think that was Christopher Judge's point. The only time he really really got to do something different was when he wrote the episode himself. (laughs) Okay, then, that was Broken Ties. Next week, we are going to be looking at the Daedalus variations, and Thomas will be joining us for that. Yes, he will, as soon as I arrange it. Yeah, please do that <laughs> quickly so he's got at least a week's notice. Hi, I'm Jules State from Stargate Atlantis. Be sure to watch this week's episode, The Daedalus Variations. Daedalus, this is Atlantis. Please come in. Daedalus, please respond. All right, I'm taking us in for a closer look. No bodies in here. What the hell's going on? All right, that's our cue to leave. Everyone back in the jumper. <laughs> What the hell was that? They're launching fighters. Stargate Atlantis, with all new episodes. Watch it on Sci-Fi. Tim, thank you very much for joining us on very short notice, as it turned out. All right, thank you for having me. You're welcome. Uh, Do you want to give your personal contact info? 
You can find me on Twitter at Parks8472, and I shall go for shameless plugging, because why not? You can find me and Stacey with Uncharted Territories on Twitter at UT underscore podcast. And you can find Partial Nerdity on Twitter at Partial underscore Nerdity. Both podcasts well worth listening to. Very different in style and content, obviously. You can even listen to my suggestion for Uncharted Territories, which was the 80s movie Flight of the Navigator. Didn't quite go down as well as uh, I'd hoped, but never mind. You know what? As soon as you suggested it, Stacey and I were well chuffed. We thought, yes, we remember watching this as kids. Great. Brilliant. And then we sat there afterwards. It's like, oh, my God, it didn't hold up. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't think it holds up as well as The Last Starfighter. Yeah. In, in a minority of one on that. <laughs> okay, then. Our top 10 favourite Stargate SG-1 episode poll is still ongoing. We are currently at 94 responders. That is excellent. Hopefully we will hit 100. Who knows, there might even be a second prize in the offering. You'll find the links to the poll on our website, also on our Facebook and Google Plus page and our Twitter feed. Please vote. We'd love to hear your favourite episodes of Stargate SG-1. We always get a warm and fuzzy feeling when we get some feedback on the show, so if you'd like to send us something, then please do so. We'll endeavour to include it in the next show, or relevant show if that's more appropriate. You can email us, including an audio message, using gatecastpodcast at gmail.com, and we have groups and pages on both Facebook and Google+. You can search for us using generic Stargate, or more specifically Gatecast. We are also on iTunes and Stitcher Internet Radio, under Gatecast, and we simply swoon when we get an iTunes rating and review. They help the show get promotion on that service. Twitter seems to be popular, and you can find us at the Gatecast, which is one word. And finally, there is our main website, gatecast.co.uk, which has a variety of contact and links for keeping our Stargate family all together. Okay then, folks, thank you very much for joining us this week. Next week, as I said, the Daedalus Variations. I hope you join us for that. Until then, though, I've been Mike. I've been Alan. And I've been Tim. Thank you very much, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to The Gatecast, hosted by Alan and Mike. Join us at gatecast.co.uk. Stargate forever. Stargate forever.